Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. It's New Year's resolution time. Yeehaw! Now, I personally don't actually believe in New Year's resolutions. Like For me, January 1 is just like any other day of the year, and I'm an advocate of starting new goals any time of the year as soon as I identify that there's an area of life which needs improving. But I understand that a lot of people out there view New Year's as a, as a time to reset, and ultimately anything which gets people thinking about self-improvement is a good thing, so I'm here to help if I can. Something I am a big believer in, though, is the 80-20 rule, which suggests that in many areas of life, we can get 80% of the outcome by putting in 20% of the effort. And there's even a book dedicated to this, which I highly recommend, called The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch. And Tim Ferriss has a similar concept called MED, Minimum Effective Dose, which I also love. And I think anyone who ignores these concepts is crazy because... When you start to think about getting the maximum impact out of the minimum effort and apply this to multiple areas of life, it can have a huge impact. And something which I think falls into this 80-20 bucket is setting ourselves up for success before we even start our goals, as in the preparation for the goal. And I'll give you a few examples of this. A few of the most popular New Year's resolutions on the planet are to lose weight and improve fitness which usually means one of three things, running, going to the gym, or working out at home. I'll start with running. If I was going to make this my New Year's resolution, I would spend at least an hour researching it, as in like Googling things like best style of running for fat loss, and probably even listen to an audiobook about it before I even think about putting my shoes on. And this is because not all running is equal. And I believe I read somewhere that for fat loss, interval running is actually best, which means sprinting for 20 seconds, followed by 40 seconds of walking, and then repeating this cycle for 20 or 30 minutes. So by doing a little research, it means that the time dedicated to this activity is having the highest impact, which means that we're going to see results more quickly, which ultimately is it's going to be the thing that keeps us coming back long term. We live in such an instant gratification world now that if we don't see results quickly, we tend to think that it's not working and we're more likely to give up. So a little research can accelerate results, which goes a long way towards success. If you're going to start exercising from home, maybe you have some weights or some other equipment, you want to focus on reducing friction. And what I mean by this is that most of us don't have a huge amount of free space. So me, for example, I live in an apartment and I don't have the luxury of leaving my weights out because my wife would kill me. So they need to go back and forth into the wardrobe. Now, I've learned that when it comes time to do weight training, just a little bit of extra friction, like having to go and pull the weights out of the cupboard, can be enough of an excuse And our brains are constantly looking for excuses not to do things. And I'll explain more about that in a minute. But it's enough of an excuse for me to say, "Eh, meh, maybe I'll skip it today and I'll have more time to do it tomorrow. And then doing this a few days in a row and the goal is just dead, it's gone. So what I do instead is set myself a reminder to get the weights out as a separate process, not a part of the workout. 
So depending on the day, either 30 minutes or an hour before I intend on using the weights, I'll go and set them up because splitting the task makes each of them feel like less of a burden. And then when it comes time to do the actual workout, I have no excuses not to do it because the weights are just sitting there waiting for me. Now, jumping back to our brains constantly looking for excuses not to do things, it actually makes a big difference to understand this because it impacts us all in the same way. And we all assume that it's just us who's the loser who doesn't feel like doing things. But it's pretty much universal because our brains are wired to conserve energy, partly because of thousands of years ago when we were survivalists, we needed to run away from saber-toothed tigers. So our brain still thinks our best chance of surviving is to conserve energy for that moment that we need to run for our life. And understanding this has helped me to realize that when I don't feel motivated, it's not because I'm a loser. I'm fighting against hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, and I just need to be stronger than my default wiring to get the best result out of myself. Moving on to the third example, which is going to the gym, and you've probably heard this before because it's just such a well-known and effective trick, but there's still lots of people who aren't doing it, which is to have your gym bag packed and clothes and shoes and anything else you need laid out next to the door, ready to go, so that when the time comes, walking out of that door just becomes effortless. I also make a deal with myself that if I don't feel like doing exercise, I'll just do at least five minutes and then I can stop if I want without feeling any guilt at all. And sometimes I do stop after five minutes and it's usually a sign that I'm starting to get sick. But 99% of the time, once I get started, I'm fine. It's just that mental battle to get started, which is the hardest part. In my opinion, it's all about reducing friction because this is what trips us up in the long run. When we're motivated, a little bit of extra friction doesn't really matter. Think the first few weeks of January. But for the rest of the year, February through to December, these little bits of friction become roadblocks to us achieving our goals. I know you may be thinking this stuff sounds so simple to the point where it almost seems silly to need to do these things. But I promise you, these little hacks are hugely effective. And just to be clear, nothing I'm suggesting in this episode is revolutionary or stuff that you probably haven't heard before. But sometimes we just need little reminders not to forget the basics. And speaking about basics, just a quick side note on weight loss. If this is your New Year's resolution, from my experience, you're better off forgetting about exercise. Just try and walk 30 minutes a day and then focus all of your effort on diet. As a rule of thumb, weight loss is generally 80% diet and 20% exercise, and some even say 90% diet. So focus on this first and then introduce more exercise if you want to later down the track once the diet is on cruise control. You might be tempted to improve both exercise and diet at the same time, but from my experience, we're not setting ourselves up for long-term success by doing this. So I lost about 10 kilos over 12 months by canceling my gym membership and just focusing on diet and walking. And since then, I've reintroduced some weight training and some jogging for fitness, but not for weight control. There are loads of different diets out there and to the point where it's almost frustrating because it's just, it'd be so much easier if there was just one rule, but we're all so different that that doesn't exist. So you just need to experiment to find what works best for you. What works best for me is intermittent fasting combined with the learning from Tim Ferriss's book, 
The 4-Hour Body, which I highly recommend. And I've got a link to the show notes if you want to check it out. And if you're unsure about this exercise versus diet thing, just keep in mind the compensation theory, which suggests that regular cardio is useless for fat burning because the more we exercise, the more we tend to reward ourselves with treats, which some people might brush off and say this isn't true. But I think deep down, we all know this is true for pretty much all of us. And it certainly is for me. When it comes to walking 30 minutes a day, I find that breaking this into three 10-minute walking blocks is much more achievable. So I go for a 10-minute walk in the morning before work, and then another one during my lunch break, and then one either in the afternoon or the evening. Even though it's the same amount of time, for some reason I find it harder to find a full 30-minute block than I do to find three 10-minute blocks during my day. So there you have it. There are some of my simple but effective tips for crushing New Year's resolutions. And even if these examples don't exactly match what you're trying to achieve, just apply these same principles, which are the 80-20 rule and reducing friction to whatever you're trying to achieve, and you'll be setting yourself up for success. <music> 